the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to The Daily Check-In. This week on The Daily Check-In, we're talking about greed and greed's role in having faith. Today I'm having a conversation with my good friend, Mark Grohockey. Would you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, man. Uh, good to be here, John. My name is Mark. I'm, uh, of course, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. Struggles with pornography, uh, pride, codependency, probably a whole host of other things that I haven't admitted to myself yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, good to be here, man. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know Mark, you might um, he's more commonly known as the, the best man at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> You know that it'll click for some of you guys, but um, yeah. So uh, Mark and I go ways back. We're good buddies, um, and uh, Mark actually does a podcast for Palm Valley Church as well. Yeah, um, and that drops every Monday, correct? That's right. In fact, in in the midst of coronavirus, we actually get to do it live every Monday at noon. So people can jump on our Palm Valley YouTube channel at noon on Mondays, and it will be live. They can ask questions, make fun of us, whatever, whatever people need to do. So, yeah, <laughs> it's really cool, man. I was thinking about this too. I, I was wondering how it might uh, be for you because now we're on the podcast and it's a little bit, because uh, uh, I've been on the podcast a couple of times yeah. with you and now it's kind of like switched around a little bit, right? Now you're, <laughs> you're on the podcast and I just thought, you know, like one of the things that's really cool for me is when the people who I shepherd then go out and do the things that I was helping them accomplish. And so I just wonder, what are your immediate thoughts about that as far as, <laughs> where as the podcast, man? Yeah, I think it's awesome. What, uh, I mean, what you have done with this podcast, what you're attempting to do with CR, um, what you've done over the past few years here, to me, it's one of those cool things that you and I, since we do, we go back for a while and we're, we're just friends. And then uh, we get to be a part of this team together and to, to just watch you do what you do and watch how God works through you. I, I mean, that's a great thing. It, it's an awesome thing in that. That's for sure. It, it, I mean, if we're jumping into, I mean, I mentioned pride's a little bit of a struggle. So I'll, I'll, I'll even throw that out. If I'm going to be, uh, let's just be open and honest here too. There are fleeting moments, like those moments every once in a while. It's like, wow, he's killing it. Um, I mean, sh- sh- I mean, I, shouldn't I be part of that? Or do, do I get to say so in that? And so, yeah, those, those moments always come, but man, at the end of the day, it's just, it's awesome to see God work through, uh, um, people that we, we've served alongside each other and then to see you do stuff on your own and see what God's doing. That's a cool thing. Very cool thing. Yeah, dude, I totally agree with you. Cause I think that for me too, I, I, you know, I, I identify as having a, a, a struggle with pride as well. And so anytime I'm working with somebody and, and then you'll like, or I'll hear somebody like drop something that I'm like, that's. That's something I say, right? you know what I mean? And then people will like be like, oh, that's good, man. And I'm like, I, that was, I, okay, you know, like that's really cool. So yeah, no, I, I totally get that same feeling. Um, but to be honest, I was trying to kind of set you up a little bit. You Uh-oh. Know? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> what did I walk into? <laughs> <laughs> because I think the strange thing is, is, you know, this week we're talking about greed. Yeah. And so oftentimes I feel like for me anyways, greed is so associated with money. Like that's right. it. It's a, it's a money thing. Um, and, you know, I don't make a ton of money, so I don't even need to worry about it. You right. know what I mean? 
but I think that this kind of concept um, that I was kind of like setting you up for failure for in here <laughs> was kind of like that that weird greediness where it's like, yeah, I hope that people succeed. Um, but then there's also almost like a, a desire like, oh, yeah, like I my identity is wrapped up in whether or not the people that I'm shepherding succeed in some type of way. Yeah. And I get gratification out of that. Right, right. And that's bizarre, man. Yeah. Like, that's insane that something like that, uh, that I'm discovering now inside myself is like, wow, this is a part of my life that I'm struggling with greed. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that because, yeah, there are uh, like with you or anybody else on our team, if if you fail or mess up in any way, I, it breaks my heart. But there is there's that greedy part of me going, wait, that makes me look bad or makes our department look bad or anything else. And I hate that. And so I want everything to be perfect. And it makes me control and it makes me greedy for the control to take things back, uh, to try to fix things or make things perfect and all of it. So I hear yeah, that. Totally, dude. And it's 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 certainly weird. But before all that, like uh, uh, I know that you kind of you, uh, tuned in a bit for the the greed conversation. Yeah. I just wanted to first before we jumped into some th- some ideas and thoughts I had. What are, what is your your just initial thoughts? Even maybe even before you tuned in, or like when I mentioned, hey, we're talking about greed this week. What what comes to mind to you? Um, the first thing is money, like like you mentioned, one hundred percent. And I thought the same thing. That I I have grown up poor. I still am poor. And so the initial thought was, yeah, I don't struggle with greed. And so I did like just put some thought into it going, okay, so what exactly is that? And and it is, it's to me, as I landed, my thoughts have been about um, not being satisfied, just always needing more. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, okay, there are plenty of areas in my life where I feel like I need more, I need more, I need more. And they don't all relate to money. They're not all financial things. And so that's when I was like, okay, yeah, I can see there are greedy parts of my life. I mean, I I want more social media followers. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I got more people following, more people that like my posts, then I feel better about myself. I feel like if I have enough, or if, if at least I have more than the next person next to me, uh, then all of a sudden I will have made it. I'll be good enough in that. So I, I can see that area of greed in my life. Mm. Um, I just the amount of like actual friends. I, I gotta be <laughs> honest when I hear like other people going to hang out a bunch with, with other large groups, yeah. I said sometimes like, well, I want that. I want more of that. But then I like, wait, no, I have friends. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait a minute. Um, I, I'm, my daughters are in their twenties. I'm greedy for like more of their time. I think that may be a normal parent thing, I guess, on that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do. If I get an hour with them, I want two hours. If I get three hours with them, I want six. You know, if they're my stepdaughters, so they have their other house, their dad's house that they go to. So if he gets them for Christmas, I'm like, why didn't I get them for Christmas? Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen like the if to me, if I'm if my own personal self, if I'm defining greed as just I want more, I need more. Yeah, I see it in a lot of areas in my life. Yeah, it's really insane how, like, once I started to really think about it, how how deep, like, the depths in which greed affects me. And um, I, as I was kind of studying through this, I was kind of noticing how, you know, like, it's not, it's not wrong, right? Like, it's not wrong. Like, there's an abundance in this earth that's right. welcome to all of us. Like, right. I mean, especially in America, we have... 
I don't want to say necessarily the right, but we do have the ability to have a bountiful amount of things, right? And that's, it's not necessarily wrong to have things or to even go after things. You yeah. know what I mean? To be a person that's driven, that, you know, is is interested in things. You know, that's not the, the root of it. But as I was kind of seeing, it's funny because I was sitting with, with Pastor Denton in my office and we were kind of starting on this idea. It's like, okay, greed. Jeez, we're really not greedy people. So, man, this is going to be really difficult. And I'm just kind of like put my head back and I'm like looking around my office. And I have like three shelves that sit right behind my my chairs, sure. right? And like over the years, like I get little trinkets, like little things that like my family members get me from like yard sales and like <laughs> just little like meaningless yeah. things that I've collected over the years. Yeah. And I have them all set up on the walls. And I just kind of like looked over at them and I'm like, what is the purpose of those things? Right. right. Those things have no purpose to them except for that they define me in some type of way. Right. Those things on that wall, if somebody walks into my office, I hope that they look at those things <laughs> and they say like, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, totally. I know right. who this person is because of what he has on his wall. Right. And that's where this journey through understanding that like the things that I have or the things that I desire are closely knit to who I am. Yeah. My identity is wrapped up in those things, whatever it is. Mm. And the point isn't whether or not I have a lot of that. I could have one thing on my shelf in my office. And the because of the way that it works for me would be just as bad as, you know, how the amount of things that I have. Yeah. So it's not it it and that's where I think it's really breaking my concept or my idea of, of greed and money, because there's no amount. There's no amount uh, tied to greed. Yeah. I love I love how you're attaching it to identity. Yeah. Like, like I resonate with that so much. If I'm looking at the places or spaces in my life that I'm I'm desiring more, wanting more, thinking I need more of whatever it is, it's attached to an identity thing. I, so I'm thinking of th- this when this whole Corona thing started and the whole toilet paper thing was going like crazy. I. Uh, I was one of those people that initially thought about and attempted to hoard some toilet paper. I'm just being honest. But it wasn't so that I would have it all so that I would be taken care of. It was in a sense of, I want to have a bunch so that I can help people. I wanted to be the one that people came to, to to look for something. I wanted my identity to be the one, hey, I'm going to be your solver, your savior, your fixer. I want to be the one with the right answers. So if I have enough stuff... You'll come to me. You'll you'll need something mm-hmm. from me. And it was it was all a system of control, right? Of I'm yeah. trying to control the outcome of this stuff. I'm trying to control who comes to me, who thinks, hey, Mark's the one that can help me out, you know. And and I literally am going, this is insanity. <laughs> this is absolute insanity. And that and it was it was it was an identity thing, you know. I mean, I I I tend to use I mentioned earlier pride overcomes my low self esteem. <laughs> That I struggle with. And so it's one of those things. If I can control whether or not people are going to like me, then, man, that then I feel like I've won. Well, then it turns into me becoming greedy to try to get everything so that people like me. And it, it's all a dumb cycle, you know? Well, the the thing about it is, is it's, it's when greed is attached to anything, the problem with greed is that it never ends. Yeah. 
It's yeah. it's a bottomless pit. Yes. If I'm greedy in the way that I'm trying to control how people view me, it'll never be met. Right. And and the same thing goes for anything. Like if I'm greedy for something that is so easily obtained, um, and it's like, oh well, it should be really easy for me to like I'm greedy to have one hundred pennies. Yeah. Well, that's a very easy goal, right? But when I get the hundred pennies, it's always going to be a hundred pennies, right? Yeah. It's it's well a hundred more and a hundred more, a hundred more is it, that it's never satisfied. Yeah. So here's the thing though is that with this conversation about greed is it especially in in celebrate recovery and I think that it's important for any of us to understand that. Um, I I when, okay so once I see this in me, it's like oh my gosh I do struggle with greed. Well I need to you know, cut, cut it out of my life, get rid of it, hide it, you know, whatever I can do to get rid of it immediately. Um, but it's so important that I under, I need to understand that I can't go around that problem. Mm. Once I come face to face with it, you know, I walk up to greed. I can't just like, Oh, you know what? Actually, never mind. I'm going to go around this and then not deal with it. But we actually have to go through these, these struggles and through these problems. Right. Yeah. And so, that's where we kind of come up with this idea of greed's role in having faith. And like mm. the like when it hit me, I was like, hmm, I don't and that's a difficult case to make, you know, that greed has a role in having faith. Mm. But so in in your examples, like when you're talking about, you know, uh, you want to have toilet paper to be able to provide for people, which is a very noble thing. Sure. But you can see greed come up in it yeah what part did that greed have in in then pushing you to having faith yeah um that's a good question um for me in that moment it it was a a matter of i love how you say recognize we can't go around it we got to step through it and so it was recognizing um i am not the savior yeah (laughs) I, i am not the provider um, I am simply a follower of Christ. Um, God is my provider. And if I truly trust him to be my provider, um, then I also need to trust um, that he'll be the provider for others as well. Um, and if if God provides for me extra and abundance, then he's calling me to be the one to help share with others. Um, but if he's calling me to a deficit, That must mean I have to swallow my pride and reach out to others Mm -hmm. to ask for help, to to, um, be able to, I mean, Galatians 6, 2 says, bear one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. Well, the only way someone can bear my burden is if I share the burden I have. And so for me, faith in all of that was to be able to, yeah, just get rid of me being savior, me being the one that, that fixes and solves everything. And truly just trusting fully in God, knowing that, number one, he'll provide. And number two, he'll use me how he needs to use me. Mm-hmm. And I have to be vulnerable and open and honest um, if I don't have enough to be able to reach out and say, hey, I need help. I Because um, I, I truly believe God creates limit all of us with limitations. Mm-hmm. And he creates us with those limitations so that we'll actually have to be in relationship with others. Mm-hmm. We'll have to be connected to them, which creates relationships, which creates um, this this love that God wants us to model for others to be able to. So I, I, I don't know if that answers your question does, about where man. faith comes for me. but No, it does. And I love that you 
you kind of brought it around to this idea of like whether he called me to have like an abundance or a deficit that it was coming to terms with whatever it is that's okay yeah and i love that idea because it's funny like a lot of kind of the the initial thoughts of okay what is what is contentment because contentment is the opposite of greed and (laughs) growing up contentment as far as I understood it, as everybody told me about it, was like, it's being okay with what you have. Like, mm-hmm. content contentment means that, you know, whatever you have, that you're okay with that. And I was like, yeah, okay. But the more I kind of got into it, it's almost like what you were saying. It was being more okay with what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And saying like, okay, and, and, I, and I try to make the case that anybody can be okay with what they have as long as they have everything they need. Mm-hmm. And don't we all yeah. like in, in, in what period, I mean, even in this, in the midst of what's happening right now, uh, many of us, it may feel like we don't have, you know, things that we need essentials. Some of us may not have toilet paper, uh, but at the end of the day, we can get pretty, you know, <laughs> we can get pretty creative yeah. in ways to, to, to fulfill that need, even without toilet paper. Yeah. So at what point it, it, you know, for those of us in westernized civil uh, uh, civilization, how when have we gone? When was the last time any of us have gone without what we we, we need? Yeah, we're our needs are met constantly. You know, uh, other than you know basic you know <laughs> oxygen in the air. You know what right. I mean? Like uh, other than all those things, so it's very easy to be okay with what we have because we have an abundance, but. I think true contentment looks more like being okay with what we don't have. And and it's funny because a lot of times um, in the Bible when it talks about um, not don't be greedy. And Paul is talking to a civilization of people who were being murdered right. for their beliefs. Right. They gave up their homes and right. their families. They went miles and miles away from everything. And he's telling them, hey, don't be greedy. Right, right. And I thought, how on earth could they be greedy if they don't have things? Yeah. Oh, well, because it doesn't have so much to do with things because God provides for our true needs. Yeah. So then how can I, where where does greed play? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then it definitely comes back to this identity. Yeah. And yesterday on the podcast, we were talking about like a soul's greed. Mm. And I think that's where things really kind of culminate for me. Because that's where a lot of my addictions are rooted. That's where my character defects are rooted. Because that's those are the things that, like God provides for my soul, for my mm-hmm. being, for my my eternity. But when I begin to doubt those things, is when I start building habits. When I start building all of these things, because I feel like, oh, well, God's not providing for you know my emotions. You know, my feelings, you know, like God is in, uh, I I feel this type of way and it's not changing. I have to do something about it. Right. And that's where that, I think, you know, kind of where a lot of our biblical authors are coming from of like, no, rest in who God is and what he's providing for you. And that's the only true way to, to avoid greed is Mm -hmm. true contentment comes within being, being satisfied with what only God can give us. And uh, I don't know, what are your thoughts kind of about that? That yeah, almost man. like soul's greed. Yeah, I love that idea. When you were talking, I was thinking through um, 
especially when you mentioned emotions and, and what God is, is almost filling in what we have in this. And seeing through as Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit and, yeah. and, and those being uh, almost needs that we have love, joy, peace, patience, kind of, I mean, those are needs that we have um, fruit that we should be exhibiting, um, but it's the fruit of the spirit that that's God living in us. Yeah. That is actually acting out and living out of us in the, in each of those fruit that, that we can model and that we can share. And that's only something God fills, yeah. filling that, that kind of soul that like that you were talking about there. And so to me, I was just wrestling through that going, yeah, because our, our idea when we have emotions, especially emotions that we don't like, mm. we feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to be feeling this way. Mm. I shouldn't be feeling grief. I shouldn't be feeling sorrow. I shouldn't be feeling anger. So I need to get those taken away. When in reality, they're just emotions. They're mm. not good or bad. They, it's just something that came up. And like you said, we, we then turn to a habit mm. that tries to fix or solve that. Oh, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So I need to do something to take that feeling away mm. rather than trusting that God is in those emotions, that those emotions are just telling us something, but they're not the identity of us. Mm -hmm. And so we get to just let God fill us with his spirit. And and what is God's spirit telling us and living out of us? And so I I like that, man. I, mean, I think that that's a that's a great thing to be able to um, have contentment because of what God is doing and filling the, the gap and the hole in our lives. Yeah. It's certainly a journey yeah. and uh, definitely, and I know I was talking to you a bit as I was coming into this week where it's like, I don't know, man, like, I don't really feel too good about this. Like it's, you know, especially like this topic is really difficult for me. And uh, I just love kind of coming kind of closer to the end of the week and having studied quite a bit about it is like, just like you're saying, uh, sometimes when I feel the most uncomfortable when it hurts, when I'm feeling, you know, even grief or something like that. Yeah. God's up to something really big, you know? Yeah. And if I can trust him in the thing I don't like, you know, fighting that greed off, then there's a beautiful reward there. So I yeah. love that, man. Well, Mark, I, uh, there's, you're, you're doing a couple of things. You're doing like mental health tips. Is it every day or every weekday? So every Monday weekday. through Friday, I put a mental health tip out on social media. So I've been loving those. You can go to, to Mark's Facebook page. Are you on Instagram? Yep. You yeah. On the gram as well. What's your handle on the gram? Just Mark Grow Hockey. Mark Grow Hockey. Yeah, yep. that's yep. original. <laughs> it's pretty original. Wow, yep. I got a little crazy, so <laughs> it's not capitalized. So that's as crazy as I get. Ooh. I know. And uh, podcast every Monday live right now on YouTube. Yeah, the Palm Valley YouTube page at noon. It'll be on. So super cool. And you've been uh, interviewing some folks on there. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we've you, been. I need to get you back on it again. To be so, honest, we have a, since uh, the Corona, we've got the whole new kind of format with it. So uh, we'll need to get you back on it, man. That'd be cool, man. Are yeah. you uh, you teaching anytime soon? Are we going to expect you? Uh... Uh, not that I know of. Nothing on the schedule yet. Um, but we'll see. Maybe in the next couple months, but nothing official yet. So just for fun, if uh, if Pastor Ryan was like, "Hey, dude, just whatever you want. You've got too much to prepare." Here you go, man. What do you want to do? What, like, just off the top of the dome, what would you love to teach about? <laughs> oh, uh, other than fishing. Yeah, other than that? fishing. Boy, that's, you did put me on the spot. Um, however, there is something I always fall back on, and it is a little bit what we talked about here, but the idea of um, love and the idea of love is 
in my own mind and my own definition is the meeting of needs mm. that we can't truly love someone unless um, we meet their needs. Mm. Um, and, and so that's, that's a place I've always come from in that. And, and so I love to be able to teach you that to me. It's it Galatians six, two is it's my jam and it, it always has been my jam. And so I, I just love it more than anything else. Cause I think six, two and six, five talk about boundaries talks about love. It talks about um, God's command for all of us. Mm. Um, it talks about relationships. And so to me, it would be that idea. Cause I think too often we get this idea of love just as a weird, gushy feeling rather yeah. than this um, action-oriented relationship-building thing. So, Dude, yeah, that's I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> I'm going to call Pastor Ryan nice. right after you. <laughs> no, but uh, just to, to kind of uh, jump off of here, um, got a lot of people listening um, all, all over the place that are missing out on their Celebrate Recovery groups. They're missing out on the connections, the things that they've labored really hard for for potentially years and years, they're missing out on those things. And so is there anything that you would want to just kind of share with those people just to kind of let them know, you know, how to be encouraged or how to kind of continue to work through this time? Yeah. Um, if, um, thank you for asking that. Um, I guess my encouragement for everyone out there, and I think you've said it multiple times in recovery before that um, recovery sometimes it is not a week by week, but sometimes it's like an hour by hour step mm -hmm. of, I just need to get through this hour and what I want to encourage people in when it comes to crisis and when it comes to all of our safety nets have been stripped away from us and we've been isolated, initially that feels like the worst thing ever. And so it may there may be a lot of people that have been a, a long way down the road in their recovery journey, and it's felt like they've been forced to take a step back and they're upset and angry about that. And I just want to encourage people, it's okay if right now in quarantine, if you are taking it minute by minute mm. and hour by hour right now, even though you were doing great and going month by month and you were getting your month chips, you were getting your six month chips. And all of a sudden now you're like, I can't even, I'm barely making it the next hour. I, I just want to encourage you to say, that's okay yeah. with the, everything that's been going on for this step back, take that. Yeah. It's okay to be going hour by hour. It's why it's so important. Like I think you've mentioned, what is it? Recovery at Yeah reach out to that, reach out to you and to your team, any one of us as well at the church. We are here. Let us help you through that. And it's okay if you're going hour by hour right now. That's okay. For myself, I feel like I'm going hour by hour sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't want anybody to beat themselves up for feeling like they've taken a step back. That's a normal thing. So that would be my encouragement. I love that, man. It reminds me of what you told me uh, in my engagement period as I was coming up to, to get married. And it was probably the best advice I ever got was like, hey, give yourself a break. You're doing something that you've never done before. <laughs> right. And that's what I needed to hear. And so I think that that sounds like kind of what you're yeah. telling everybody. 100%. And uh, I, I completely back that. So cool. Thanks, Mark. Go hockey. I love you, buddy. You love you too, John Letter. <laughs>
even if that means we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.